right, Belmont Stakes tomorrow, so we will do right now the uh, Met Mile and the uh, Belmont for you. Then we'll get back to the calls later on as uh, we finish up the program for Yankee Baseball tonight in Cleveland. Brad joins us. Brad Thomas, welcome, Brad. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How's it going? All right, Brad, let's start with the the Met Mile. and you got to watch whenever Baffert brings a horse in here, and he does bring in the favorite in McKinsey. This horse uh, has been pointed for this race for a long time. Mike Smith has stayed with him throughout his career because the feeling always was he would get better with age. The last race at Churchill was superb. He made multiple moves. He showed great acceleration. Uh, my knock on him, though, for this race is I'm not certain he's a one-turn miler. I really like his two-turn races, and I think his style is really suited for that. He is a good pace galloper who can accelerate, but the faster pace uh, nature of these one-turn races, I think, can throw him off his rhythm. Yes, he won the grade one Malibu but that was a weak field against only three-year-olds and it featured a strong closer's bias. He's going to have to be closer in the Met going longer to be effective, and I think that's going to hurt him. Yeah, I agree. I think he'd have to get a sizzling pace here. He's not as automatic as Baffert horses usually are. All right, let me ask you about a couple others. How about Colfront? Colfront I don't think is good enough. I give him credit for being able to stretch out on his sprint form, but the fields he ran against in the Razorback and even overseas are not of this quality. He's in a bad spot. He's going to have to go from there, and the pace could be too fast for him. How about Asmussen's horse? This horse could be an absolute freak. He took a couple races to get himself together. Uh, He ran once on a sloppy seal track uh, on quick rest, but if you take away those three starts... He has been absolutely untouchable. And this is not just a one-dimensional speedball either. He can sit a little bit. He's just really fast. Is it Matoli or Matol? I call him Matoli. Who knows what it really is. (laughs) But, uh, But I love his talent. And... I love the way Hasmussen has slowly built him up to get him ready for the stretch out in the Stallions race. His last race is unbelievably good. I mean, you know, it's a very impressive, uh, and I would think, I, I would think he's going to have the front, don't you think? He's so fast, he is going to have the front. Uh, the only one who might be near him, I believe, is Cole Front uh, because of his post position, forcing him to, uh, to go from there. Promises fulfilled is going to try to go, but I don't think he can stay with Matol for more than a quarter mile or so. I think at that point, uh, it's going to be a matter of whether this horse can stay or not. And from what I've seen of his stride and what I've seen of his pedigree, I think he can. All right, and then Ferenz Fire. He loves Belmont. Uh, he's three for three. He loves a one-turn mile. The issue is the level of competition he's faced. This is much stronger. But the other thing is the time between starts. The two monster figures he ran came off breaks of 63 days and 41 days. That's absolutely optimum for the way these modern trainers work. Now he has to come back off a top-top race with only 28 days between starts. I think uh, Jason Service would love to have another week or two. Uh, so who do you like in this race? I think Matoli, Matol, whatever, is the horse to beat, the likeliest winner. I'm going to try to get the nine Prince Lucky involved in the race, though, too. I think Prince Lucky can beat at least one or two of the other horses we've talked about. Uh, he's a strictly one-turn horse, and he's a strong bounce-back candidate back on a dry track with an outside draw. He hates sloppy and sealed. That's what he got last time. All right, let's, so Prince Lucky and Matoli in the, uh, in the Met Mile. Uh, let's get to the Belmont. 
We start with the horse uh, that just won down your way on a sloppy track, uh, Jovia. At Monmouth Parkway, pace and bias eight at professionally winning the long branch. He's a game and useful sprinter miler. He caused havoc in the wood trying to get the top from an outside post. Why is he now in this race? Because his trainer, Gregory Sacco, a real student of the game, a real historian of the game, knows speed is dangerous in the Belmont. He thinks this horse is improving. Sacco's horses always get better into the form cycles. He knows he's going to make the lead. He knows he's going to be disrespected. He knows if his horse is good enough, he's going to have a big shot to hit the board at the very least. I just don't think he's good enough, and I don't see enough mile-and-a-half pedigree. I don't see mile-and-a-half out of him at all. All right, Everfast, who I think is going to get over bet coming up the Golden Rail uh, in, in the Preakness. You like him, don't like him? I don't like him. He can be underneath, deep underneath because of his style. His two best career races, though, were in the Preakness and in the Grade 2 Holy Bowl. Both times he was on very good rails, as you mentioned. Both times he was really well set up by blazing paces that melted down the, uh, the top contenders and the top speed horses. But he's always regressed off his good races, too. And those regressions have come when he's had more than the three weeks between starts that he has for the Belmont Stakes. I think a lot of the fundamentals say this horse is not going to run his A-plus game. Uh, again, on style, I'll put him third or fourth, but I don't see him there. And I don't love his pedigree for a mile and a half, either. Uh, um, either. I think he's going to get over bet too. Uh, now, this is the horse that, to me, either makes the race or doesn't make the race. I don't know what to make of this horse. What do you think about Master Fencer here? I don't know what to make of him either. Uh, what do you make I of his derby? He ran very well in the Derby. He galloped out nicely. He it was a genuinely decent race at fifty eight to one. But it was not a humongous effort because he did no running at all early. He just was in a race of his own. He fell out the back door. They went fast in front of him. There was a lot of trouble. He passed a lot of distance limited, troubled and expended horses in that race. He did none of the dirty work. Uh there was good things about it, but I'm not in love with horses who don't have to work that much to achieve what they did. And he ran over a lot of beaten horses. Uh, his training issues... What do you think the horse uh, himself is? The horse himself of, of this quality? He, he's a talented horse, and this is a weak Belmont Stakes. He would not totally shock me if he won, because there's talent there. But I don't see the professionalism and the polish in his training or his racing that says he's up to this level right now, even a soft grade one level. All right, tax. Uh, Danny Gargan takes a shot here. Um, and w- what's your thoughts on his derby and his race here? I didn't like the derby. He was on a dull rail, uh, but he backed up pretty badly. He was overachieving before that. Sometimes those horses hit the wall and just don't move forward at, at a certain point. But what he has going for him is his pedigree. His sire's maternal line, his dam's maternal line, are two of the greatest in the modern history of thoroughbred racing. They really are. This horse's pedigree is unbelievable. He's a bred about as well as a horse can be in this modern era for a mile and a half on both sides. And he's not a plotter. He has tactical foot. Uh, I think he can outrun his form in what I said before is a really weak mile-and-a-half Belmont Stakes, and I'm going to use him underneath on faith, on pedigree. All right, Bourbon War. This horse was the... That was a disappointing Belmont. Disappointing Belmont. I mean, disappointing Preakness. 
Yeah, I mean, he was he was horrendous in the Preakness, yeah. and he was grossly overbet. I didn't like him at I all. Was, I, I, well, I, didn't I like thought him. he had a big shot. I was completely fooled by him, uh, both in terms of what his price would be and both in terms of what his performance would be. Uh, yeah, the inside was good. He drifted out into the stretch, as he always does, but he did no running nonetheless. He did no running when he was on the better part of the track. The blinkers did not help him. He still raced greenly. He still was gawking coming into the stretch and not turning well. The blinkers come off now. Mike Smith comes on. But Mike Smith's not coming to New York to ride this horse. He's coming to New York to ride McKinsey. An open mound in the Belmont Stakes with a horse who's not going to be a million to one. Smith's going to take that. That's what professional jockeys do. He'll see what he can do with the Bourbon War. Uh, Belmont might be a better track for this horse. Uh, the tighter turns at Gulfstream and Pimlico uh, accentuate his drifting flaws. Belmont could aid in that. His connections have always kind of pointed him for this race because he's by Tappet, who's won uh, the Belmont three times in five years and been second once and third once. But Bourbon Wars damn side is more middle distance oriented. He's only had one mediocre race in 70 days, and I'm not sure if that's enough seasoning and conditioning. Uh, I don't know for sure what to do with him. As I said, it's a weak field, but I just don't see him. Spinoff. He was hung too very wide in the derby to have a realistic chance. Had no chance. Had, had no, no chance. Yeah. No. No. He had, From he had that no. post, he had to go. He was going to get hung. We talked about it the day before. He, he was dead. He was dead with his post. Absolutely. Uh, so you can throw that race out. I would yes. have liked to have seen him hang on a little bit better, fight a little bit better, beat a few more horses. But he is an in-and-outer form-wise. If you look at his figures throughout his career, he's run – Low figure, good figure, low figure, good figure. He's due to be back with his good figure this time. And some of these horses are like clockwork uh, in the way they do that. And Pletcher, Pletcher does well with these horses in the, in, the, in the Belmont, too. He does very well with them. He loves the five weeks of rest between the Derby and the Belmont, especially taking on horses who have shorter breaks between starts and have been more heavily raced. Uh, spinoff, I, yeah, I like this horse, but I think he's a good horse. Uh, but he has a middle-distance pedigree, a milers pedigree, a stellar milers pedigree. And I kind of disagree with Pletcher on this. Uh, he thinks Spinoff is a galloper, and he thinks stylistically a mile and a half is suitable for him. I think he's a horse with a good cruising speed, but great acceleration at a middle distance. I mean, go back to that Tampa Bay win earlier this year. Yes, it was a weak field, but he was involved in explosive fractions, and then he exploded again in the stretch. That's what I want to see him at, a middle distance. But he's a key horse in this race. How long he stays in the mix could really force the hand of War of Will and Tacitus, who are going to be looming outside of him playing possum with each other and losing ground. If Spinoff hangs around, he's going to force one of them to maybe move a little bit early and maybe move a little bit too wide, maybe the both of them. I'm going to use Spinoff underneath just because of the Pletcher factor in the Belmont, but I think he's a more important factor in what he does to the favorites. Sir Winston. He improved with more distance than with blinkers last year. He moved forward again with maturity this season. He's evolved into a deep rallier. He flew late in the Tampa Bay Derby. Looked like the stretch to nine furlongs for the bluegrass would really agree with him. 
He did have two legitimate instances of trouble, though, in that race, and it really hindered his performance. He came back in the mile and an eighth again last time in the Peter Pan, and big, spacious Belmont Park with the sweeping turns and the long stretch straightaway really, really agreed with him. This horse ran his eyeballs out the absolute race of his life. He was making up huge ground. He did it against a strong bias, and the horse he was doing it against was the really talented global campaign. Global Campaign will be a big-time horse in the second half of this season. He is every bit as talented, if not more so, than the uh, perceived top horses in this division. Sir Winston's race behind him was genuine. This horse is made for Belmont Park. He moves up hugely over it. He is, has a long stride. He doesn't turn well on the smaller tracks. The Belmont turns allow him to creep up without having to work as hard. But his style, being a deep closer... That does not suit the history of the Belmont. This is a speed race, regardless of how people counterintuitively think a mile and a half is a rallyer's race. But the best horses in this Belmont could be involved in some tag team pressure against each other. And Sir Winston is really well-bred for a mile and a half. Despite his style, I think this horse can be a big factor. All right, intrepid heart. He spit out pace pressure and drew off going a mile in his debut at Oaklawn, showed athleticism and a good long stride. He learned to rally second time out at Keeneland when he gamely wore down some more experienced foes. Last time in his stakes debut in the Peter Pan, he drew the one post. He stumbled out of the gate that he did not react well to getting dirt kicked back in his face. But John Velasquez, always thinking, just so superb on these developing young horses, always thinking of teaching and schooling them, really allowed him to get his bearings, to deal with the dirt, to get him outside, to still make a run, to still get something out of the race, and to still gallop out well after the race. All things considered, and Trepper Hart did really well to pair up speed figures with all those issues. He's by Tappet, the sire of Belmont champions, out of a touch gold mare who produced the Belmont second-place finisher commissioner of a few years ago. Velasquez chooses him over spinoff. Intrepid Heart puts blinkers on. I'm not sure what that's going to do, but it is a chip to use to get a horse to move forward. He's well posted outside the main speed, but in a position in which he can park out War of Will and play some games with him uh, and, and Tacitus as well. I think uh, Intrepid Heart, it's a lot to ask a horse to win the Belmont in only his fourth lifetime start, but I think this horse can be a factor on ability and the weakness of the field. All right, nine is obviously... Uh... Uh, the nine and ten of the two favorites. Uh, it'll be Tacitus on the outside, who is, you know, we know is made to order for this race and this ho- and and is bred for this and everything else, uh, and War Will. And here's to me is the key to the race, Brad. Gaffleone, what is he going to do? How is he going to do it? What is he going to expend? How chilly can he sit? I mean, this race is comes up as much a jockey race as any Belmont I can remember. And the key is where he puts this horse and when he decides to make the race. Well, I think the other thing that he has to worry about is War of Will is not a horse who rates comfortably, especially when the pace So you don't falls. think he'll like sitting second or third? No, I, I, especially uncovered because he was able to be covered up in both the Derby and the Preakness inside horses. The Preakness pace was incredibly fast. So how about if he sits right behind Jovia? I don't think he's going to do that, because I think inside of him he's going to have spin-off, and he's going to have have spin-off and intrepid. So you think he's going to have to go all the way to the front? 
I don't think he can. I think I think he's going to try to sit out there off of those other two horses and try to get him to relax because I don't think he wants to go head to head with Joviet. So I, I'm not. I, I think what could happen is if he gets a little bit. Can right, he get to the yeah, wood but, behind? You don't. You don't think there's a chance that Joviet goes? He goes and he gets a chance to tuck in behind them. No, I don't because I think you have two pleasures inside of him with speed, spinoff and the newly blinkered intrepid heart. I don't think they're going to allow him to readily get the inside talk. or right off Jovia. Okay. And I think he could and I think he could get rank if he has to sit too See, if far he, out if, there if, for too if, long. He, if he's wide trying to sit off a length or two off the one, I think that's a hard race for him to win. I think it's a very hard it race. Too. I think if he gets to the wood and gets to sit there chilly uh, till, the, till the turn, I think then the race sets up perfect for him where he just tips out and goes. Really what it comes down to is if he can sit chilly off much slower mile-and-a-half fractions. Do you, and you don't something. think he can, do you? No. If you go back to the fairgrounds races, the ones he was winning, against lesser horses. Right. The paces there were very moderate, going shorter, and he was very, very aggressive and pulling in those races. Now the pace is going to be slower still. He's a horse who they've really tried to have as fresh as possible for this race because of his hard campaign. So he hasn't had a workout. A not a work. workout even. Not, not yeah. a work. So being brought up on long jogs, right? on long jogs, and he's going to be as fresh as possible, but sometimes that freshness can work against you. A mile, getting a mile and a half, there's two keys, natural stamina from pedigree and the ability to relax to conserve your resources. And I'm worried about his ability to do that. Uh, even in the Derby, when the pace was fast, he was very uncomfortable for the first time. No, he wanted, he wanted to go. He wanted to go. He was strangling him back. He was, hold, he was basically had a stranglehold on him. He was definitely wanted to go. Uh, he, was, he was trying to climb up his back, no question. Now, he does have this going for him. He's a big, long striding colt, and he's got the ability to click off 12s that you like in a Belmont horse if he can control the race. The question is, can this horse control the race? I don't think he. I don't think he can because I think he's going to. He has enough speed to his inside that if he does want to control it, it's going to take a super aggressive move on the part of Tyler Gaffleone, who I love as a jockey. I think he's a coming superstar, but it's going to really, really take incredible guts for Gaffleone to say my horse is maybe a little bit unhandy right now. Uh, I got three or four horses inside of me who are making a move into the turn. They're not backing off. But, you know, I really have to go to get my horse to relax. I'm not sure that too many jockeys under those circumstances with a heavily bet horse in the Belmont Stakes would be willing to do that, even though it might be the right move to make on a Thursday afternoon with a, with a, with a, with a horse and a five-claimer. Does Joe Villa want to get a piece of this, or does he want to just destroy this race for war or will? So my point is, is Joe Villa going to basically say, uh-uh, I'm not – let's say the nine guns it. Is he going to gun it with them, and they're going to go 45-110, and then it's going to be very, very tough? Or is he going to say, okay, I'm willing to sit behind the, the Preakness winner, and it's 9-1 down the backside? If uh, War Will sends hard out of the gate, Jovia will back off. But okay, point, that might be the best way to go, don't you think? 
it's an interesting strategy. It's a gutty strategy, and I'm in favor of gutty and aggressive plays because I think if you if you do take the gutty play, you give yourself at least a shot. I think the other way you play. I think the other way you set it up, Brad. Either way, either him running up the back of someone trying to back it down, or him trying to sit off his flank, three lanes off the front on the outside. I don't think those are winning ways to win this race. I think his chance to win the race is go to the top. And then start to edge away. And then, you know, when you think you're ready, wherever they decide it's the time to put them down, it's still going to take Tacitus a while to get there So, or any of the closes. So maybe he gets a breather on the front. Maybe he doesn't. But he can click off fractions a la a swale, let's say, and just mm-hmm. click them off and go. I think that's his best way to win this race. You know, it really very well could be. Uh, what I would say, maybe the, my only coda to that would be, given his rankness, not really rankness, but eagerness uh, in shorter races uh, with slower paces even, if you turn him on early to make the lead, even if he's on top and on top he's uncovered, is he going to relax at that point? Are you going to be able to turn him off and then on again? He's a galloper. He's a rhythm horse. He has an even stride. He likes to go at an even pace. If you really do send him relatively hard to make the top, are you going to be able to turn him off and get him to relax at this point? Would you like this? Do you like this? If I send him and I just tell the jock, you're running your own race. Forget everybody else. You're going to click these fractions. We're going to run, and we're going to run hard. We're going to run. We're not going to reserve it. We're going to run, and they're going to have to catch us. Do you think this horse, considering his stride, considering his stamina, and his, uh, and, and the fact he's bred to go the distance, can he get this race that way on the front end? I think he can under optimum circumstances. I think it then becomes, is this horse a fleet Alex and Risen Star, horses who were behind early in the year, had tough trips in the Derby, came back to win the Preakness, and then got stronger and tougher and even fitter for their experience and were bears in the Belmont. Or are they, is he a horse like a Pleasant Colony who had a tough trip winning the Derby, did so, won the Preakness, but then when he got to the Belmont, he was done, regardless of how trainer John Campbell tried to have him as fresh as possible. And, and let's be honest, we just set it up the uh, the right way. This horse, if he's going to win the Belmont, he's going to be a really good horse. He's going to have to be. In either right. scenario right. He, he, that's laid out, it's it's not the easy path to the winner's circle. It's the deserved path to the winner's circle if you can do it. Now, how do you see Tacitus's race uh, off what War Will does? How do you where do you, where do you see him in this race? I think if War Will. Uh, chooses to sit off Jovia and not gun, I think Tacitus is right on his shoulder, clocking him every step of the way, waiting for War Will to move, and then following him without letting him get out of range. Uh, but do not underestimate the factor of the two Pletcher horses inside both of them, who right. both have speed. Though, yeah, the I, I think spin-off. Can... I think spin-off is War Will's biggest problem in this race. I think he's the problem. He's, he, he's, however long he can stay around is going to be important. And don't underestimate Intrepid Heart with the blinkers on. I mean, you're, he, he's, going to, he's not going to be far back either. Uh, and, I mean, Spinoff and Intrepid Heart, they're, they're different owners, but uh, they're the same trainer. And, you know, teamwork does, does matter, and it does happen, even in these situations. It's the way the game is played on the top level. All right, what do you think in the race? 
I think the likeliest winner is Tacitus because of how hard War Will is going to have it, but his price is going to be much too short. I think Sir Winston has a legitimate shot to win at double-digit odds. I'm going to be playing tries and supers with Sir Winston and Tacitus, each occupying one of those three or four slots. My other horses after that that I'll really be keying on to fill the other slots really pressing are War Will and Intrepid Heart. Deeper underneath in this order, tax spinoff. Everfast, Master Fencer, Bourbon War with no conviction. Uh, tax just there because of his pedigree. Spinoff because of the Pletcher bounce back factor. Everfast because of his style. I'll sprinkle them in the other places. Now, you have always been a big Cassie guy. You like the way he trains. He's an old-time trainer. He runs the run- races. He even brings this horse up the way an Alan Jerkins would have brought his horse up to this race. I mean, the same thing. A lot of jogs, you know, just the old-fashioned way of bringing the way... Uh, a, a guy like Stevens or a guy like Jerkins would have brought their horse up to this race. Um, that being the case, early in the year, you thought War Will was really talented. Have you backed off that? Do you not think he's as good as you thought he was? He's really good, but I would have liked to have seen a more dominant performance in the Preakness out of him, considering what a perfect setup and what a perfect trip he had, and the much less experienced, much less accomplished horses who were uh, coming on him at the end of the race. I don't know if he's hit a wall a little bit. Cassie was behind in training. Was he a confident winner in that race, even though it was only a a mile and a quarter? I mean, a length and a quarter. Was he a confident winner? Yes, he was. But I would have liked to have seen just a little bit more dominance. He had everything his own way. He should have been a confident winner. Uh, So you think this is going to be too hard for him tomorrow? I think the three races in five weeks will catch up with him, though I give Cassie great kudos for running him in all three races without a triple crown on the line. That's the way it should be done, and some of these other horses should have been running in those other races as well to really make it a fairer test. But as people have commented, the ones who avoid the Preakness in the modern game do have an edge in the Belmont. And I think the combination of the stress of this campaign and the fact that maybe mentally he's not ideally suited for relaxing going a mile and a half this horse is just on go all the time i think that combination is going to hurt him uh but again this horse does not get sufficient respect he was that he should have been the, the, the very close to the favorite second choice in the preakness but for some reason the fact that he was fouled by the horse who won the derby was evidently held against him on Preakness Day because he was the six ten to one second choice. Bourbon War, for heaven's sake, was bet more heavily than he is than he was that day, which was ridiculous. And now Tacitus is in all likelihood going to be the favorite over him in the Belmont Stakes. So maybe there's some some justice that this horse you know needs to get and needs a chance to prove himself tomorrow. Now the second half of the campaign, two things: maximum security. You think of running a Haskell? He, I don't know if he's going to run in the Pegasus at Monmouth uh, next, next week. That is a possibility. He's worked out twice. Uh, service is still making up his mind whether he thinks he has this horse as right as he wants him to run in the Pegasus. Uh, I'm sure he'll run in the Haskell, though, if uh, if things go right. I think that's what he's pointing for. After that, it be clear of timing and whether you want to make the Travers, the Pennsylvania Derby, the Breeders' Cup, all three of them or two of the three. Uh, that becomes an issue then because you don't want to over-race them. But uh, I do think uh, that uh, maximum security is a legitimate, really, really good speed horse. I've watched that derby over and over again. He was getting stronger at the end of that race, and he was used pretty hard. Um, and you think Global Campaign is the horse that's going to be the big horse the second half of the year? 
global campaign is a phenomenal talent. He has speed, but he also has adaptability. Uh, he is a horse who will get the mile and a quarter in the Travers, I believe, from what I've seen of him. I think he's a Jim Dandy Travers horse, and I think it really sets up a, a very interesting confrontation in the second half between Maxim Security, War of Will, and uh, some of the others. Thanks, Brad.